from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to all my fantasy children. My name is Aaron Catano Saez. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week Jeff and I talk about our favorite restaurants. Oh yeah. I mean it's it's a little <laughs> bit like a it's a little bit of a travel log, it's a little bit of an itinerary. It's a, it's a little bit critique, but it's a lot of fun is really what it is. Really where the magic happens here on yeah. All My Fantasy Children. We appreciate a good restaurant, a good restaurant experience, and we want to tell you where all those hidden gems are located throughout the world. The yeah, chaos emeralds of restaurants. We're not just going to recommend you the stuff that everybody in the New Yorker is talking about. No, We're going to go them. off the beaten trail a little bit. We're going to visit some We're going to visit some drive-ins. We're going to visit some diners. We're That's gonna right. Visit, and we've been sued. Yep. Aaron? Well, Aaron, we have been, we, I have just received legal notice that okay. we are being sued. I'm pulling it back. What was your favorite? What's your favorite restaurant in this world? Where's your favorite place to eat? Favorite place to eat? Let's. See. I mean, I mean, it depends a lot, like on what I'm looking for food wise, or like what you're kind of how much I'm like, looking to spend. You're to, yeah, you're willing to spend a little bit. Like if, if I'm you, willing to drop some cash. Yeah. <sighs> da, 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 hmm. I mean, I just got back from Morristown for Metatopia, and there are yeah. some places there that like I there I have a very specific like that's a food town. Yeah. There's some there's some good food options in, in Morristown. I think the one place I'm going to call out though is Dock Street Brewing in West Philadelphia. Hit it's a em. block from my house. They serve delicious, delicious, uh, like flatbread pizzas. Mm. They make craft beer. They Uh-oh. do good burgers and yes. fries. It's yes. just a delicious. It's like a nice up. It's like a nice like you know what I I like I like a good sit down pizza. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you know, buy the slice is great. I, you can't go wrong with a good buy the slice, but like. The kind of pizza that you go to and get a restaurant experience around is sometimes it's not an all it's not always what I want, but sometimes that makes it really special. It does. It feels just not you. F- you feel special, I think, because pizza sometimes is felt like some kind of convenient fast food, but when it becomes like an intimate meal, a pizza is a really lovely thing. It's wonderful. It's still deli- absolutely delicious. Um, my favorite place to eat if I want to spend some money is called Mama Fina's House of Sisig. It's a Filipino mm-hmm. restaurant in I think East Village of New York. Right. It's fucking lit. Y'all, if you never had seasig, it's like roasted face meat of a pig. Oh my fucking god, with like garlic and chilies and fucking vinegar. It's the most incredible thing. So that go does eat- actually that does actually remind me of the genre of food that I'm willing to spend some money on. Let me finish, but then well, then I'll tell you. Then I'll no, tell that's you. pretty much it. It's just good, and people should eat more Filipino food. You know what? You know what's the genre of food that I am willing to like really slap down because it never comes cheap, and it really shouldn't. Yeah. That I'm willing to slap down some coin for mm-hmm. is barbecue. Oh, like fuck real yes. good. You go there and you get like ribs and brisket. Mm-hmm. Kyber oh. Pass in Philadelphia, fantastic, delicious, delicious house made barbecue. Can't can't beat it. And if you're in New York, you go to Hometown Barbecue in Red Hook. It's fucking slamming. You get to take the IKEA ferry to it too. Oh, that sounds good. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, on this, on this podcast, we create an original t- fantasy character every episode using a listener-submitted prompt. We do. And do we have a prompt this week? We do. Our prompt this week comes from Demood Rules on our Discord. Prompt is, the number one trail guide in fantasy. Okay. 
all right, let's let's get into this. Let's let's talk through this. Let's, let's sort of where are we at? Where are we? What are you feeling? What kind? What kind of direction do you want to go with this? So, kind of my my initial thought is you told me in a, God, I don't even know what episode where you told me what you think of fantasy is points of light in Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons. Yeah, 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 where it's like city and then like kind of nothing until you hit like a small town. There's a point of light. Yeah, and then like a you know, danger, 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 point of light. And I kept thinking like, how does one get around? Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how do you get through that if you're just like. You know, if I'm just selling stuff or just like looking to hike, how do you know what's safe? What's what in fantasy setting is hiking and what is walking in like the haunted forest? You know what I mean? Because yeah. when you play a tabletop game, once you leave the city, everything is fucking dangerous just because right, it's easier sure. to tell the story. But like, what is then hiking? Okay. And it got me thinking. Here's my thing. Here's my pitch to you. We created a thing in our world called the forest fighters who have like, you know, they they protect areas of the wilderness. Have they set up like magically safe trails and hiking in fantasy? Yeah, I, I can get down with that. That's a pretty cool. I like that idea. Did you have I, any I, initial thoughts? And we can meet no, in the no, no. I am I am an open book. I am I am I am ready to go where we go. And I think that's really cool. I like the idea that like I like the idea that it's sort of hiking out of necessity and not out of like convenience or fun. Yeah. Like it's it's that there are there are you know the the trail guides are people to literally be like here's how you get through this forest without being eaten by a giant spider. Yeah, and like, but my question is, is it fun? I think it can. I here's what I, here's where here's where I'm gonna here's what I want to take this fun through education. Uh, no, <laughs> well <kidding>. maybe <laughs> no. Here's, where, here's what I want to throw into the, yeah no <laughs> fuck you Aaron. <laughs> Here's where I want to throw up. Here's the direction I want to take this. Because here's what I think of when you ask me if it's fun. Thinking of, like, this sort of dangerous, like, here's how we get through this forest without waking the giant spider and without being eaten by, like, uh, a purple worm. Yeah. Here's what I picture. Extreme sports. (laughs) Okay. Like BMX biking and stuff? Yeah, like... Because, like, what you're what you're describing is, like, an, a, a, an obviously dangerous thing. And I think this is especially true for, like, I think what, what becomes hiking or, like, what you picture as hiking where you just got to go into the woods and yeah. wander, mm-hmm. that's an extreme sport. Oh, that like, is that smart is, because there's be, danger involved. Yeah, there's, there, are, there, are, there are concrete ways to get through forests, right? Like, yes. And I think they're, I think I like the idea that they're not like fully paved roads because I think roads are easy targets for all sorts of like ghosts and stuff. Yes. And there are roads, but I think the, I think that there's also just a lot of like, here's how you get through this, this mine, because this is the only way to like, we, you're going to have to go through the, go through like the tomb mine. So this is basically someone like walking you through, like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like we, like we mentioned in the last episode too, but like, it's a great reference for a lot of fantasy stuff is MMOs is like, it's a high level person walking you through shit. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the trail guide is. And then there's also this idea of like people going off of that you know like there's the path through the dwarven mine that will get you to geode like three times faster right yes and it's super dangerous and scary but with it with a with a guide who will you can pay like they can get you through that real easily but then there's also this sect of of trail guides that are like if you want if you want that danger like if you want a thrill i'll show you where the real excitement is Oh my! And they take you on a trail that is purposefully more dangerous. I like this a lot. And I don't know if this is anything going to relate, but this is, I think, good world building. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I love the idea that like, like if I, if I'm trying to get from Iron Hill to Geode, there's like three or four different paths. There's some rivers that I have to go over. There's some mountains I have to climb through, and there are trail guides that'll be like, here's how you do this without, without engaging these threats. And then there are trail guides that say, oh, if you want to engage a threat, I'll help you engage a threat. For, you know, and I think that's I that's just a cool little world detail that I want to add. Is that that's a, like an extreme sport of like, yeah, I ran into the dwarven mines, I dropped myself down to the fourteenth level, and there was a lich lord just waiting for me. We beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> me and my trail guide whooped his ass real good. <laughs> I may have just I like buffed the trail him guide. from the back row, but you know, I like that the trail guide like like there there's a code there's the trail guide's code. Yeah, of course. That's basically like the fantasy equivalent of like leave only footsteps, take only pictures. Mm. That's like it's their funeral, and I, I, that's what it is. I think the code is it's their funeral. Who? Wait, whose funeral? The person. If I come to you and I say, "Here's ten thousand dollars," yes, take me into the tomb of the Lich Lord. The trail guide is like, "Well, I'm not fighting." Oh, because one, that's super dangerous, and I'll get killed. And two, that's. Like, then if I fight and win, then I've destroyed an income source. Okay. So, there are, so there are two ways of trail guiding. One is like, you know, I, like if I were a trail guide, I would lead like a nice elderly couple from Purethra Guild to Dragon, right? Yeah. That has yeah, to yeah. be something. Yeah, And sure. then there's like the real trail where it's like for the hardcore, like, you know, the California accent, like all of them are like, yeah. you really want adventure, bro? I could take you through, like, you know, the mines of Dragon the Jid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, and I, I think that that's like, you know, we've we've talked a lot about entertainment, and I think that's that's something that I think is done for entertainment is like, can I? It, it's almost like long term cross country parkour. Yeah. If I had to pull another reference point, because I don't think it's necessarily just like dungeon crawling. No, like you're not just going into the tomb to fight the Lich Lord. The trail guide's job is to be like, I can, is to be like, you're going to get from Iron Hill to Moon Crescent. But my, but you have paid me so that along the way you piss off the Lich Lord. You have to run from them. You are like in the, in the, what the puzzle caves of, of the, of the mighty Minotaur. You have to solve some, and like, it's, it's specifically like charting a course in the most dangerous. It's basically like sailing through iceberg infested waters. But the it. fantasy equivalent. So there are people out there who want to be. It's because what we're essentially setting up is there actual danger? Can do like do the tourists ever like get fucked up, or is it completely safe and it's like spooky? Because otherwise, it sounds like a haunted house. Like when you walk through a haunted house, I'm gonna say there's actual real danger, which is why only like extreme, only like very, you know, it's a it's a very serious thing that not many people will sign up for is taking the hard route. Okay, can I give you a pitch then for our yeah. character? Sure. So there's the scene of adventure trailblazing. It's called trailblazing when you do it that way, because you're mm-hmm. like totally mm-hmm. blazing mm-hmm. a trail. You know, you're doing dope RPG stuff. But then I think the number one trail guide in fantasy is someone who like, you know, if I, I like going hiking a lot. And it's, it's good to go hiking. You know, now you can just research the shit out of it using like Google but it would be like taking someone, like a local with you who's like, and this plant right here, if you nibble on it, tastes just like raspberry. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really wonderful experience that you can have. And I think that's this version 
of that's this character. Is it like okay. the, yeah, yeah. the you know like genuine hiking and taking you taking you around the sites about the outside of Geode? I like that. I like that a lot. In an in in a world where it's kind of like a fading industry, as people look for more excitement and like adventure, because you know. If I could, I'd probably want to go like the Lich Lord route. And like, if I had no danger, I would want to, I kind of attempted to do it. So is this character, what? Can I throw, can I throw a twist on that? Yeah, absolutely. I have a thought. What if they're marketing to like trailblazer types? Yeah. You know, but the educational part is basically instead of super dangerous Lich Lord stuff, it's like, we're going to cut this way through and it's danger. And like, you know, you face little tiny dangers. But what they're showing you instead is, like, beautiful, like, unexplainable, beautiful natural phenomena. Oh, I'm into that. And along the way, they show you tricks in case you get into trouble. How you can fix yourself right up. Yeah, and so it's like, it's like, yeah, we're going to have to crawl through. We're going to have to, like, maneuver around, like, the crystal, the crystal people of the, of the, like, the quantum cavern. Yeah. But on the other side of that, we're going to be in a chamber of, like, sparkling diamond through which, like, you can see every moment of your life in crystal detail. I and it's, like, stuff like, like that. It. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's a trail guide that specializes in taking you from point A to point B, but along the way showing you a thing that will, like, shatter your mind into a thousand pieces. Just, like, kind of the splendors of the natural world that are kind of unknown. Like, honestly, uh, what you're describing is kind of, like, really good hiking. Mm-hmm. When, like, you are walking along and you're like, oh, my God, I've never even seen a, a canyon so smooth because it's just been, like, buffed by the river for millennia. And, like, you're kind of mind blown because you didn't know that a rock could be so beautiful. It's like yeah. that with fantasy awesome elements in it where it's like, where if you knock on this rock, you can actually hear the wails of those who have come before us come through mm-hmm. the pores in the stone. And you're like, holy shit. So it's someone who knows, like, magical oh, secret. Beautiful nature's beauty. Oh, it's ah. <laughs> Is it like a macabre shit that they're taking you on the tour? Sometimes, it sometimes. might be. Sometimes just you had said the whales of those that are coming before. I'm just picturing <laughs> like, let me knock on this rock. Oh, they're stabbing me! I'm being stabbed to death. it? <laughs> Beauties of nature. Ah, the wonders of it all. Okay. That's why I like this. It's it's someone giving you, like, a genuine tour experience, but is also, like, yeah, you're just kind of getting a genuine tour experience into, like, the magical, to, like, the magic of the fantasy. You know, and and when you hike in, well, all I know is hiking in the United States, it's like you get to experience, like, the American majesty and, like, see what nature is and really experience it, especially if you live in a city. If the world were fucking magical, like fantasy, can you imagine the dope shit that someone could show you? Could I throw you out a big picture detail? Yes. Because I have something real big. I'm hyped. That I think, like, is pre- I'm pretty interested in. Okay. That I think is going to tie together a lot of what we've talked about. Okay, good. I think this person is a recruiter for the forest fighters. Ooh. Whose job is to essentially draw people, like, draw people, these, draw trailblazers, these, like, illicit underground extreme sports hikers and explorers 
into the world of the forest fighters where they are defending sort of the natural beauties of the world. Yes. By way of showing them, by way of transforming that, like, you're going to run from point A to point B, and along the way you're going to, like, run through a dragon's lair, and you're going to, like, cross through this, this, and this. By transforming that experience into, like, yeah, you're going to do this, this, and this, and then we're going to stop, and we're going to look at this, like, at this beautiful vantage point where you can see, you know, where you can see with detail that that you could not see even up close... The, the happenings of this tiny forest cave. I love it because you did describe um, the trailblazing as parkour, which is like getting yeah. to point A to point B as fast as possible. Right. So this would be like you get to point A to point B and it takes as long as it has to. Like sometimes these hikes take like a year because yeah. there is so much to stop and appreciate along the way. Yep. I, I think that's super cool. And this person, let's roll for pronouns real quick. Yep. So he is a forest fighter. Okay. And his job is to recruit people away from trailblazing. A forest yep. fighter being someone who fights to preserve the forest of fantasy and the natural splendor from development. And they're trying to just kind of reinvigorate the spirit of like what is essentially hiking and appreciating nature. Yeah. And like, you know, enjoying what is already provided for you instead of making, because the trailblazing is fabricating something. It's making a thing happen. Whereas like real hiking is kind of like, you're just a part of it. You're immersing yourself in the natural world and kind of trying to leave as little of a footstep as possible. Yeah. And and I think the thing is like, I think the thing is like from a big picture, these trailblazers, these like extreme sports, parkour, these cross country, cross continent parkour experts are sort of uniquely suited in terms of, like, they have to develop, like, fighting skills and magic skills, and they have to, like, know all of these various tricks. They're very well suited to, like, exploring the world and, like, act- and like defending it and, like, learning things and understanding them. And so it, it's, I think this person is the person that sort of, like, bridged those two very sort of distinct hobbies. Yeah. In a way that's like, yeah, we're going to like, we're going and basically created like a new, a new vein of trailblazing that is focused on like discovery almost that is focused on like, it's, it's your job to get to, or to find some, it's, it's basically, it's almost like starting like exploration, right? I think it kind of, what you just described is someone who, um, wants the, the aspect of, have you ever been hiking? Mm. Like at a hardcore hike. Uh, not really, no. So there's a lot of, like, s- not talking involved. Like, you're supposed to, like, you can be quiet, but, like, you're not supposed to yell. And, well, you are if you're afraid of bears. Like, you're supposed to talk. But there's a lot of, like, reflection because you're just walking. And you look at stuff and you can be like, oh, my God, look at this. But it's a lot of, like, internalization where you're mm-hmm. looking at the stuff around you. And, like, how does that make you feel? It puts you in a nice, peaceful place. And it's a lot of, like, when you get to the thing, like, say you're hiking to a lake of emerald green Mm -hmm. along the way. There's a lot of things to appreciate as well that you stop and reflect on. And then when you get there, it is like an RPG when you're like, I did it. I did. I got to the thing, but the real cool part was getting there. And then you have to come back the other way. So I think this person is really stressing the, not the thrill of defeating the Lich Lord, but the journey that like this quest through the majesty of fantasy will take you on. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking aloud. Hmm. I know journaling is journaling is encouraged. I think journaling is I, I I think talking is allowed, but journaling is the big thing. 
Okay, cool. I think it's journal. I think it's journaling, and and it's it's like artistic expression. Go, what do you mean? Like capturing the things that you're seeing in whatever the sort of form of art that you're like that you're that you that you prefer. Okay, so this kind of this guy's to really starting to take like shape for me, where like this it's it's really is a quest of relaxation, self discovery, expression. It's like a wonderful thing, and I think it's good because. While trailblazing is kind of, I don't want to say it puts an emphasis on violence, but it does put an emphasis on like excitement and thrills. Yeah, and it's about it's about the it's about it's about cool stuff. It's yeah, about like it's about big moments. And this is about like you slow down and you walk in the woods, and it's therapeutic. Like it really is. Like taking a really nice, beautiful walk in the woods and looking at like mountains and rivers and shit, even if it's like in your neighborhood. Just like walking through trees. How nice was it, honestly, to walk under a tree in autumn and just look up at it? It makes you beautiful. Yes. Imagine that for like fucking six days where you're just like Mm -hmm. walking and appreciating new things. It puts you in such a wonderful place. So I think this person is pretty chill. What is his name? What Mm. what culture, too? Hmm. Are we thinking geode? Is that we mentioned it before and I was like, I kind of like the idea of like a hiking guide. We go, we feel geode. Because something that I, I, I thought of when I was in Colorado and I did a fuck ton of hiking, like a lot is um, this idea that outside of, so geode is this really cool mountain city, right? Mm -hmm. And like inside of it is all the goodies, but outside is like a region of wilderness and beautiful, like colors and nature. It's like kind of untouched, pristine. And I kind of think that hiking there is well, exploration there uh would be kind of the best because if the whole thing is kind of in a like geodes in a box outside of the box would kind of be like nothing like yeah but, right but majesty and so that area which i wrote in my notes is named the hollyampton foothills okay sure uh <laughs> because it has to be um is sort of like where you go to get away from it all and like remember you know what peace and quiet can be during the hustle and bustle of your everyday life are you into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it sounds great. So this dwarf. What's his first word? Oh. Oh. Hmm. Cause we remember because the dwarven naming structure is like, is you is your first word sort of magically determines the direction of your life, and then you are given by the community. Or you're you're basically like you're basically like adopted by a person or a person or persons like a communal thing. Of people that will train you and sort of shape you in into into being able to embrace that aspect of of your destiny, and subsequently your name you have you are given a new name that reflects that. So so what is what is his first words? Okay, uh, his first word I think is hmm. What about beyond? Ooh, I like beyond. So his first word was beyond, and I have a good name for you. Okay. His name is Alpine Switchback. That's very good. It's very, very good. <laughs> so a, hold on, let me get the exact. A switchback is a trail up a steep hill or mountain that is like a zigzag pattern instead of a straight trail. The zigzag zigzag pattern protects the hill and trail from excessive erosion. Most trails that go down steep inclines use switchbacks to save the hikers on knees and to prevent erosion. Mm-hmm. What does it mean when, when he said beyond as a kid, as a dwarf? Mm-hmm. What did that kind of put him in? A group, a guild of adventurers, of explorers? 
I think it's of I think it's of like explorers. Yeah, I think it's it's of people that were that were seeing the world beyond Geode. Mm, uh, duh, that makes perfect sense because it's like you know it's you have everything you need in this mountain. There's got to be people who are like, yeah, but you know, outside is a whole other world that we know about and stuff, and it's great, I'm sure. But like, you know, if if I were spoiled, if I had like everything I need inside my house, I doubt I'd go down the street and go get stuff. Right. Unless something deep called to me. And so he joins a collective of, you know, a guild of explore, explore, explorers, and that leads him to the forest fighters eventually, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Let me, let me actually, let me actually edit, let me, let me not edit, but let me, let me pivot from that and have a different suggestion that I think I, I, I've been toying with and I think I, it fits really well here. Yes, please. What if it leads him to trailblazing? Okay. So ba- it's basically like, you know, the world, there's this world beyond, and he's, he's surrounded by researchers and writers and archaeologists, people that are, like, that are that are making note of what is outside of Geode. And in doing so, he's like, well, there's these other cities, and there's these places, and people are like, yeah, we have trails. We can, like, you, we, you can be guided to those cities and explore them. And from there, there's this subculture of, like, yeah, but if you want the real story, it's about cutting here, here, and here. And getting there a week faster, but also, like, also, you know, being chased by, by two-headed ogres. Okay. And so it, cre- it, it it puts him in this position as a young man. It puts Alpine in, in, as a young man in this position of, like, seeing the world through, like, oh, there's this cool thing, and it, it's all about, like, getting there fast. It's all about living fast and being cool and having big moments. Until what? That's the cool part, is, like, are they a trailblazer? Like, do they do excitement stuff? I think he is. I think for most of his youth he is, and then he discovers something that like chain that like pivots him. What could that be? Was it on the trail? It was on a trail that he was running. He like maybe fell down a hill or something. He got separated or lost. And wound up in a place that is like pure and magical. That is like my the kind of thing that he would go on to show people, like he just stumbles into it. Mmm. What's okay. a cool what's a cool magical what's the first cool magical place that, that comes to your mind? The first one that comes to my mind is like a meadowy glen with like you know, you would see like a leprechaun prancing by a waterfall. Okay, so it's that. But like all of the it's that, but it's like a mile and a half underground. Ooh, okay. I love okay. And it's just this glowing there's this like green kind of glow in the dark glow to this whole meadow because it's deep and it's just like on the walls. It's this sort of slimy glow that's on the walls and it's lit everything up like it's the middle of the day, but it's deep in this cave. Can I have a can I have a, tell you a story about Alpine Switchback and how we got yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. So Alpine Switchback is a young man who's doing this trailblazing all for excitement, going fast. You got to go fast, as as the hero Sonic says. So. Alpine is to doing these tours and it's thrilling. You know, it's he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie as a kid and like going hard on these tours. Like, you know, we're taking the hardest route. I'm going to show you the coolest adventure. But he's, you know, as one does, he's burning out. He's getting tired, but he keeps pushing himself and pushing himself. Like one tour ends, the tourists are like, oh my God, thank you so much for showing us how to defeat the Lich Lord. And he's like, all right, cool. I got another tour coming to me in five minutes and we're going to get going. Like, don't you need to rest? No, I'm good, actually. I'm going to keep going. Keeps burning on tours, going through, going through, going through, until there's one that he really should not have taken. He should have rested. 
this tour should have been slower. He should have slowed down and perhaps like he missed a detail as he was walking. Like he could have drank from a Final Fantasy style recovery spring and like gotten his health back if only he was. Because the the idea that's coming to me for this trailblazing is you're not paying attention to anything. You're mm-hmm. just speed running through the game. Like yeah. I've, I was thinking of Castlevania people who play Symphony yeah, of the Night. Yeah, you're speed running. Yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't slow down and appreciate the details and you might actually miss something that could make your adventure easier. So Alpine is going hard and he's running and running and running, like jumping over things, you know, punching out a go- ogre as it runs by him and going fast. Come on, follow me slips and falls because he is one exhausted and two not paying attention and falls 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 splat lands in this glen underground and i think he has this moment when he's there that it's like he hears them up above and are like hey where are you you know and i think that's when like he finally has a chance to catch his breath and he thinks for a second like what am i even doing i'm not even looking beyond I'm just looking like I have tunnel vision. I'm looking at a target in the distance and just walking to it and then picking another target. I'm not seeing what is essentially the forest for the trees. I'm 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 just kind of like a carrot on a stick. I'm chasing it. And what is it about this place? Is it just the beauty and majesty of it or is it the mystery of it that makes him switch to being like I need to slow down. People need to slow down. One you could get hurt. Two, look what you would miss. I think it's I think it's the mystery and I think it's the the sort of majesty of like I have by slowing down and by like by slowing down I have discovered this like amazing beautiful like I've seen this thing that no one has seen that is this beautiful perfect thing why are we just trying to run to a destination so quickly when we could be like running and discovering and seeing these sorts of majesty things? Yes. And, and experiencing how it makes you feel and what it makes you, what inspires you about it. Yeah, for sure. Because I think the biggest moment of his life was when he was finally old enough with his guild to leave the mountain. And he Mm -hmm. stepped out into the Hollyampton foothills for the first time And it was like overwhelming. It was like breathtaking. He was moved to tears at this expanse of sky and world that's like, you know, not safe and not perfect. And I think that kind of thing got lost. That feeling got lost in terms, you know, the excitement with like, it's like when you're a kid in a candy store, you're you're just running around grabbing shit. And that's how I think he fell in. It, it, It wasn't, oh my God, I'm so excited. I just want to explore everything instead of like, wow, I need to take take this all in and experience it as small bites at a time. He's been taking chomps. Yeah, yeah. And now what? Now we got to talk about where he is at now or like where, how did he, so we know that he becomes the number one trail guide. Yep. And so he has this experience in this, this slimy glen. Yep. Now, how does he become the number one trail guide? I think he, hmm. We could roll on a table, like an event table. Or, I mean, or just like a background table, because clearly he's a ranger. Yeah, sure. Do you think, I'm just trying to think of ways that might inform us, because I don't want to just pull, because I'd just be pulling from thin air. I have no ideas. We can roll on some tables, but I also kind of like, I, I, I have an idea. Yeah, let's hear it. That is, I think that how he becomes like the greatest is by like inventing a new way to do it. Yeah. That's basically... You know, synthesizing a lot of what we've said and talked about and, and a lot of the kind of jumbled thoughts that I've had about, like, this sort of extreme hiking thing. Yes. What if what he ends up doing, 
because his background is in, you know, getting to a place as quick as possible. Yeah. Side note, I do want to add this detail because it's very important to me and I just remembered it. Because you mentioned speed runs, there are absolutely two kinds of trailblazers. There are the kinds that want to get to a place as quick as possible. No, facing no matter, you know, facing the dangers and using their using the skills that they've honed to face dangers, whatever come up. Of course. There are also absolutely glitch runners. Okay. Who use like portals and shit? I, I don't think it's even runes and stuff, because I think that's part of just like the skill set of be of doing this. I think there are people that are literally like, uh yeah, if I if I hold on to this stone and twist it. A mountain spirit basically, like, opens up, and there's a whole separate doorway that's not really supposed to be here. So you can actually kind of sidestep this whole challenge, and it, it actually sh- saves about an hour off of your trip. I, I like that a lot. And it's just people that, are, people that are, like, exploiting weird, magical, unexplained phenomena and are doing it strictly in the service of, it'll shave about an hour off the trip. That gives me a really good idea, Jeff. Because <laughs> what we're comparing this to is essentially video game speedrunners. Right. Yes. Then that makes me think that Alpine Switchback is a 100% like let's play type experience mm. where you go at your own pace, but you're going to get 100% yeah. of I this experience. Like we're going to stop at every plant that's new, exciting, every river. I'm going to give you all the information available and then maybe we'll find something new out together. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think and I think that's what makes him the greatest, right? Is that like. He's not just getting you to a place and you'll get there, but he's giving you like this total top to bottom experience of like, of like, yes, we could, we could go into the Lich, the Lich Lord's lair. We could, uh, sing the song of spirits long dead and be lifted into sort of the burial chambers and from there sort of slide down the mountain that way. Or if we take this hallway and we follow it down floors below where the mines have stopped there is a temple to a forgotten to a forgotten like demigod that we can like look at and and wonder what like wonder about the lives of the people that built this and then we go on our way and it's full of just things that no one has seen or thought about in generations my question is on the road from slippery goo meadow to number one trail guide, what was the obstacle that he overcame? You know, hmm. what was in his way in getting him to this place? Because where he's at now is he is the guy, Alpine Switchback, is the number one trail guide in the world for 100% completions of a hike, basically, for really this quiet style of reflection and intimate like appreciation of the nature of the world and the mysteries of the world. And it's a really respectful, like, way of going about it with no footprint you know it's safe because okay so a fun fact about hiking like uh like if you were to hike the appalachian trail there's blazes which are like marks on trees that like you follow them and that's how you would hike the appalachian trail it's like what looking for marks so mm-hmm. i think as you walk with him he like slaps something on a tree and it's like whoom, like a little ward and it kind of makes this like safe adventure for you like you know he's he's making it so like you could camp overnight and not be afraid of, like, goblin attacks. Yeah. But what got him in the way? What got him there? What was in the way of getting there, you know? What it feels like to me, the, like, the, like, the simplest answer, the, the obvious one, is just that, like, no one has ever done what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And has to basically, like... Because, like, the thing is, in order to do a 100% Let's Play... Yeah. <laughs> you have to... In order to, like, especially... 
if you're going to like stream it, you have to do it first. You have to do it and you have to do it enough times that you memorize <laughs> where everything is. Yo, you have to know that game like front and back. So imagine if that game was the entire world. Oh my god. Okay, so this tells me that Alpine Switchback is pretty old. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's old for even for dwarven standards, which yes. we we've never we will probably will never lay out like ages because no, I'm not but interested. He's old as fuck. Yeah, he's old as fuck because he had to traverse the world like five times. Oh my, taking notes and, and see things that no one has ever seen before. Oh, can I give you a pitch on why why he isn't Rose's guide? Like why he isn't the com- comparison? Yeah, the only thing that he has ever done to document this journey is journal paint write a poem write a song he that that exp- form of expression that we talked about before that like you go on and you're encouraged to journal or whatever creative thing comes to you every region and every like cave and plain and meadow is cataloged only in a way that he can understand like oh i was in the lava fields of dragon and I wrote this song, and that's that's what reminds me of the hiking details. So it's not like you could publish that and fucking understand anything about it. Yeah, and like that's why he's not. That's why you have to go with him, where you come with him to like the red, pinkish buttes of dragon, and he sings you this song, and you're like, okay, that's really beautiful. And he's like, okay, now here's here's what it meant to me as we were walking through. Let me break it down to you. So the layers of rock, you know, and it, it, it's it's this whole experience. And you might write your own song inspired of what you think. You might write a poem. It's co- sort of this like cool, hippie, crafty trip around the world with Alpine Switchback. Mm-hmm. And I really fuck. So he had to go around the whole world. So just fun question for you. Who do you think was like his first person, his first customer? Was it like a person we know? Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because I have a, I have something for you. All right, hit me. We haven't mentioned him in a while. And I was thinking about Big Jeremy the other day, yep. as I often do. And I was thinking about how he's like an older guy, you know, by, by goat person standards. And like, you know, he's he's had a rough go at it, as you say, for a while. But now it's pretty great. So I was thinking about something that people a little, you know, longer in their years who have time to relax and chill... Something that he would do is, I think, he paid or whatever. Big Jeremy has gone on the entirety of this trip. Can I one-up that? Fuck yes, please one-up that. I think Big Jeremy is his mentor. Oh. Because. My God. Jeremy has seen it all. Oh, God, you're right. His spectacles allow him to see everything. But he's seen everything. And I think Jeremy, like, agrees, to, like, I think he has to seek out Big Jeremy, which means going, which means, and because of the way that, that, that Alpine is, he has to see everything. Yeah. So it takes him years to get to Iron Hill. Yes. And, and along the way, he's noted, and he also knows that I've seen maybe, like, a quarter of a percent of what the world has to offer. Yeah. And it took him, like, five years to go, to, to, to get where he is. And I think that's why he finally is like, I'm going to Iron Hill. Because he's heard the legends, he's heard the rumors. He goes and he seeks out Big Jeremy and says, like, listen, I need your help with this. I know that you've seen everything. I know you can show me the stuff that I know I'm missing. I know it won't, it'll be slow. It'll take years and years and years and years. And we can do it a little bit at a time. 
I've got time. I know that you have time. And I think a little bit at a time, basically, like, whether or not even Jeremy, like, left Iron Hill, they, they, they together, like, mapped out all of these things. I kind of do like the, I just like the image of Big Jeremy in hiking gear with, like, a pack walking around mm-hmm. with an old dwarf. Like, even if it's just for a little while, like, I've yeah. always wanted to see, you know, I've never really been to, like, Dragon after it lifted, like, that region. I think I'm going to go. And like, you know, I think people can, it's, it, I think it's a tag along system because yeah. he's going anyway and you can come with him and he'll tell you all about it. Yeah. I dig this. And so I think the two of them have to like travel together. The two of them have to like see this world together. And I, and the thing is they can only go for a few weeks at a time because Jeremy has responsibilities. Yes. He has and a pageant to put together. Abs- of course he does. <laughs> it's almost time for the pageant of iron. So what makes this cool for me is Big Jeremy can see everything, but like, you know, like often in real life, like, you know, you know your neighborhood, but like, how well do you really know it? Oh, yeah. And I think that's why he agrees to it is like, I've seen everything in my glasses, but it's not the same as, as it's, it's not the same as seeing it, you know, and that's only one, feet from my face. And that's only one sense. You know, what, yeah. what is it like to, I've seen, you know, the Rainbow River, but I've never stuck my little hoof in it. I've never tasted the waters. I've never smelled the air in the Hollyampton foothills because it's supposed to like have it, it smells like a pine air freshener is constantly around you. You know, there's so many things about fantasy that we've talked about that I think about constantly that are like these really cool little like we always talk about the little places, mm-hmm. you know, and I think a lot of people are like, I didn't know that was outside. I didn't know that dust swept was like that. Oh, Yeah. If you dig your hand in and you lift up the soil, you literally hums in your hand with magical nature magic. And you're like, I've been living in Purethra Guild my entire life. I've driven, I've walked past this town, my God, for centuries. And I had no idea that if I were to just take a little bit of soil from here, like little things like that, I think is kind of what um, Alpine Switchback has taught people about. Because it started out as he just wanted to go beyond. His life mm-hmm. has been venturing outside of this mountain. It's outside of what you know. And when he got there, he still didn't appreciate it. He just wanted to chomp it up and like chew it up like bubble gum and spit it out and throw it away. Next adventure. But it's about taking a nice bite and really savoring the taste and the bringing it back to restaurant talk. But seriously, I think that's what makes it a cool character for me is that he's this guy who's hiking is... And adventuring and seeing the world is about appreciating where you are in the present, mm-hmm. not about this thing that's in the distance. It's not about getting there and touching it and you turn around. It's yeah. about the adventure and seeing what's there along the way, because there might be a lot, because I think it took him many years to kind of realize that. So I think it is like a young people type game, too, where like, you know, well, that style of hiking is practiced at like summer camps and stuff, where like young people are taught like, you know, you don't want to just go through life fast. You don't want to just burn through adventure, adventure. You want to slow down and really appreciate the world around you. Yeah, I, I think there's something magical to that. There's a lot. Oh, I love this fucking character. Where it's this. God, it, it makes me very excited to think about. I don't know. I get excited about fantasy locales and like places we haven't talked about yet, because I think it's really cool to be like you're with this guy out this dwarf who is impossibly old. And you're kind of just quietly staring at like a waterfall for like four hours. And like, you it's know, it's running you, up. It's running upwards. And just you just had ca- to add that. Just had to add that little bit of weird magic into it. I like it. 
And, you know, you're walking around in the little pool at the bottom. It's freezing cold water. And you're sitting there and you're like, I'm going to write about how this made me feel. I'm going to write about how cold this water is. And then someone is just inspired to bust out in a song. And, you know, someone's writing down the music for that song. And it's just this really cool experience where you have your experience and no one else's. Mm -hmm. And I fuck with that so much in terms of nature walks. And then someone reaches into the water and grabs out, like, this beautiful, like, long cylindrical crystal and holds it in their hand for a minute. And, like, lets the light kind of prism and create these these beautiful effects. And then he looks at it, and he, he feels the weight in his hand. And he looks to the other travelers, and you know what he says, Aaron? What, Jeff? What does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, okay, wait. No, I know, no. I know. Yes, no, Jeff. All right. We've talked about in the past Wizard's World Tour, where a wizard has a fucking travel thing, too. And you know what inspired it? He yep. just ripped it off it of Alpine cold, Switchback. It's a cold ripoff. It's a cold ripoff of somebody's other better thing. <laughs> hey, man. You know what you got to do, man? You go out in the woods, right? You try to find everything that, like, makes you inspired or something. Everything that looks like a dick. You grab it, right? And you you pluck it from the ground and you hang on to it. And then when you see the next hiker on the trail, you say, hey, man, what's that look like? <laughs> and it's Wizards World Tour, man. Bro, it's the best time you could ever have in this world. Is traveling this great world of fantasy, seeing everything phallic, man. <laughs> I'm an artist is the thing that's really... I, I feel like this is my way of sharing my art with the world. Yeah, You know, what the thing that Alpine Switchback taught me, man, is that, you know, your He's never art... been. He's never been on the <laughs> He, he has never met the YouTube Al- video. He has never, he has never met Alpine Switchback. <laughs> the thing that I learned from really my mentor, Alpine Switchback. Uh, this is in the audiobook of Wizards World Tour, by the way, where it's like my mentor, Alpine Switchback. By the way, terrible tour. Don't do it. <laughs> Welcome to Wizards World Tour. The thing is, it's about. It a pre- starts out. Those are the first words. <laughs> <laughs> my mentor, Alpine Switchback. Total hack. Don't take his tour. <laughs> anyway, I'm wizard. <laughs> I'm wizard. Welcome to Wizard's World Tour. The place where you'll find what is a great phrase for like the word phallus. Finding phallus finding phalluses all over fantasy. <laughs> finding the finest, the finest phallic inspiration that fantasy has to offer. <laughs> it's 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 just like Alpine Switchback's <laughs> guide, but just finding natural structures that look like boners. <laughs> And just point at them going, and then you stand as you stand, as you stand beneath this rock formation, I want you to look at it and consider one one very important question. What does that look like? By the way, so Alpine Switchback goes with you, right? And you're on this yes. tour. Wizards is like when I went to Alcatraz, I had to put in headphones and listen oh, yeah. to it. It's just like an audio tour and it costs so much money and it's like walk 10 paces to your right and you'll see a tree that <laughs> you see the bottom that little growth at the bottom don't that look like a nut sack and you're like oh god damn it this was so expensive but it's marketed to look exactly like the alpine switchback brochure yep fuck wizard i think he shows up at the beginning and the end <laughs> 
He's like, I wish you the best on your journey so that you have to be able to say, I did I did meet Wizard. I did. I and then he's like set up a little lunch at the end. <laughs> okay. How does Alpine hey, Everybody, switch? I got chicken. We got chicken fingers and we got potato wedges. We did not get french fries. That's it? God, we this got cost, wedges. This has cost $5,000. I've been out here for two years. Oh my god, I thought you looked familiar. Welcome. Here's some tickets to a comedy show, everybody. Everybody's getting two free wizard tickets. <laughs> you, they cannot use them on the same show, though. I do insist. They offer two different locales <laughs> and, you know, two different events, so y- y'all can't go <laughs> you together. Can't, you can't take a friend. <laughs> you can't take a You gotta go alone, and no, it does not get you a drink ticket. <laughs> it does not. How does Alpine Switchback feel about wizard? Just indifferent? I don't even think he's ever considered it. He's not even I, give a shit. I don't even, I, that's the thing. I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like, I feel like somebody has probably asked and Alpine's just like, who? What? Who? What? I. Who the fuck is wizard? I know we're long in episode time, but can we roll on tables? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Yes, I do. Uh, wait, let's roll on some tables. I have the Explorer. It is a fan-made Explorer background. Let's start out with, with what Alpine's specialization is. Heck yes. Give me a D6 roll. Okay, animal D6, go! That's a one, a horse. A cartographer. So yeah, he's making art of these, and I think that's his specialty, is like, showing you things that like, is, is like, he gets to know you. Yeah. And like, show, guides you around to places, because I think that like, he's, you're not going with him to see the full of the world. No. He's showing you like, a route that's like, okay, cool, 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 what's like, you? he gets to know you, and he's like, okay, cool, you're... You're somebody that, like, is passionate about, like, animals, right? So I'm going to show you this, like, from a distance, we'll observe this animal nest of bullets, these big armored, you know, colossal bulls. Yeah. And we will start, we'll, we'll watch them and we'll, we'll spend some time, like, getting to know them. And then, like, you'll, you'll be like, okay, cool. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, like, start, like, a tiny animal sanctuary. Ooh. And he, like, kind of inspires you to, like, do things and make things and change your life in that way. I like that a lot. And so a fun a fun detail about him is I think everywhere he goes, if he sees something like, you know, one of these special places that you ultimately get to, he sketches it. But it's not good. But it is, mm-hmm. like, quite cute. So before you start, he's like, and this is where we're heading to. And, you know, it shows you, like, a picture of, like, you know, it's red crayons layered to be like, it's the Great Buttes of Dragon. And you're like, okay, that sucks. And then when you get there, it's like, wow, the majesty. Just mm-hmm. a fun detail. Yeah. All right, give me a D8 for personality trait. All right. Oh, dropped it. Five. I don't really care about the beauty of the land, just the treasure hidden inside of it. Hmm. I, I have a thing for this. I think he's at a point where he's seen so much that, like, he's not, like, it's not, looking at a thing itself doesn't really have the same beauty to it. No, he wants to look beyond it. And he's, and for him, it's, it's, it's a thing where, like, he has seen the Quantum Cavern so many times. He's like, yeah, all right, it's the same. I've seen it. But it's, it's seeing it with, seeing it through someone else's experience is what makes it special. I what makes it magic. dig that because it, it is, it comes back to the old Dwarven thing. And that's what I like, especially is this, the, his first word was like to kind of like look past something. Yeah. And like, it's even looking past like, what is this, you know, this canyon we're in. And you look past that and you see the person in front of you that you're guiding. And it's like, 
why are they crying? Oh, it's because they're moved because of an experience they had. And that is, I'm glad that I brought them here. You know, that, that's the true treasure that lies in hiking, is seeing something, appreciating it, and then bringing someone else so that they can come and appreciate it for whatever means they have. I love that. Cool. Hell yes. Give me a D6 for an ideal. Six. Six eagle. Freedom. When I explore and discover new lands, only then do I feel truly free. Oh, God. I can't imagine him staying in one place for long. Oh, yeah. Like, I I imagine that he's just got camping supplies, and he's never, since he's left Geode, I don't think he's had a permanent residence once. Yeah, I think he stays in a place for a few weeks, you know, floats from place to place. He's where he is, where he is. I think he gets real obnoxious about it, and you're like, where where are you living these days? Wherever fate takes me, man. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't get that, but, like, what region were you coming from? On the trail, on the trail. Okay, all right. It's all very, it's very serious to him, to the point where, like, you can't even joke about it. Asking him about it is almost, like, a chore, where you're like, hey, where'd you take that last crew? Let me tell you some stories. I gotta, I, I gotta tell you some stories. I took them where their heart led them. Like, fuck. <laughs> It's, he's one of those people at parties where somebody innocently asks, like, so what do you do for a li- no, no. Oh, God. Well, I take people and find out what's truly what they're seeking in their hearts beyond what they already know. And I we're going to be here for 10 minutes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. But the, the funny part about him is he's not interested in what you do. He is <laughs> he is so deeply passionate about this that he's one of those people who like unless you're talking about hiking, he don't give a fuck. Cool, cool, cool. No, well, I mean, that's actually really similar to the work that I do in account. It's not. It's not. Oh, that sounds really great. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go get a beverage and use the restroom. <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, oh well, all right. Well, Why that's... is he at this party, though? I love it so much. <laughs> well, that's kind of rude. Holding a red cup, waiting for just people rude. to hawk to just him. Kind of rude at parties. Yeah, he's just not good. He's not good Beautiful at it. Beautiful and sensitive, like, at, on the job. Yep. Kind of rude at parties. <laughs> Why did I invite you to this party, this big Jeremy? <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it's what you were seeking. <laughs> Pulls him aside before a party. Hey, these are my friends. You need to be fucking cool. Don't fuck this up. You are so not cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I got it, Jerry. I am as cool as the winter. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's next? Give me a D6 for a bond. <laughs> Five, Ant. I would rather die than retire. My job my job is my life. All right, so he's doing this till he dies on the trail. Yeah. One day he's just going to drop fucking dead and he'll be like, I did it. <laughs> I died on the trail. <laughs> Basically, like, is his goal, he's going to be like, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall where fate puts me. Let the lands bury me. Damn. I like that. It's who he is. Or it's to the point where, like, he's never dated. He's never, he's never really made, like, a friend. I think I'll, I'll I'll take a twist on that. He doesn't have a lot of friends. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of personal reflection. It's a, it's a solo life. You know, yes, you're taking people on the trail, but you have that relationship with them. There's that distance between you and them. As like, I am your trail guide, and I will take you where you need to go in order to have this amazing experience. And then they leave. So it is a lonely life on the road. Yeah, I I kind of see it as like I kind of see him as having a lot of flings. Yeah. Because like, he's only around for a little bit. So I think like he, I think he, he kind of like, you know, has a boyfriend here, a non-binary partner there. It just kind of floats around to wherever kind of, 
you know, I think he kind of takes, and I think he's, I think he just takes kind of approach of like, I'm here, love, love happened, love ended, I left. I fucked like the wind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks like the wind. He fucks like the wind. He fucks it just like the wind. comes into town and just blows away and he's, you know, it's gone. Yeah. You felt it for a second and then it was gone. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> hey, Twitch. How I'm are not you? deleting that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking like the wind is very stupid and good. <laughs> Alright, give me a D6 for a flaw. God, please be six. Please be six. Three frog. I get overly excited easily. Yeah, he's gonna talk to you about a trail for 20 minutes. Yeah, his overly excited... Oh, okay. I have I have a thing for that. When he's on the trail, he comes alive. Oh, yeah. Outside of the trail, he is like a brick fucking wall. Like, when he's not hiking, he's like, hey, fuck like the wind, man. And then, you know, when he's on the trail, he's like, okay, so this plant right here, if you shake the petals, it'll ring like a little bell. You know, mm-hmm. he comes a lot. He, he's a teacher. He is yeah. like, a, he's an educator. Like, you know, some people, like, when they get in front of a class, they are electrifying. And then when they step off the court, it is just like, power down. Time to worry about me. He worries about himself and this trail and you, but... When it's time to teach, he is fucking electrifying. His jokes are brilliant. But when that tour ends, you'll be like, <laughs> and remember, remember when you said you fuck like the wind? Hey, man, back off my life. You don't know me. You don't fucking know me. I like the, I like the fact that it's like, uh, it's an experience in the way that like you cannot get it again unless you get the tour. Yeah. He is an experience. And uh, can I add a closing note, which is to say, can I just can I just opt in that one that we that, that a flaw option on this table is here? Yeah, and it's just going to be real quick. I'm not going to elaborate on it at all. I'm just going to say this, and then that's the end of the episode. Okay, flaw option. I'm I'm I am executive decisioning in. Hey, that this applies. Okay, flaw option six. I fall in love easily. Aaron, Alpine <laughs> switchback. Sucker for a pretty face. Stop it! <laughs> he falls in love so easily on the trail. And people fall in love with him. He is electrifying. Like, you know how fucking fun that would be? How can you oh, not? Yeah. He's such a sparkling, shining person when he's taking you on this trail and he's keeping you alive and like telling, singing songs to you at campfires. He's like cooking meals and he's like, you know, if you take these two herbs together and like glitter comes out and you're like, He's so fucking cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't help but fall in love with this person, and he can't help but fall in love with you. Yeah. Sucker for a pretty face. Sees you on that trail bathed in that moonlight. It hits his heart. You know? Gets you back to, this, gets you back to the city, gets you back home. Says, sorry, my love. I'm only married to one person. Strictly monogamous. And that person's the trail. <laughs> And you're like, oh god. And you're like, oh god. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is not good. All right. This this is for the best. <laughs> and that's 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 it. I am obsessed. Uh, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Demoon Rules, for your prompt. God, thank I, you so much. That was good. I love Alpine Switchback, and we got a lot of world building done in that episode. I'm hyped. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt of your own, Jeff's about to tell you a whole lot of ways you can do it. And what are you waiting for? You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com. You can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash AMFC discord. Or you can go to all my fantasy children.com and use the content submission form. 
Yes, and while you're on our website, be sure to check out our Bandcamp, our Patreon, links to our Wikipedia made by Katie Collup. And if you're really funky fresh, you can become a backer of our Patreon and get access to uh, early episode releases, bonus content like all my fantasy secrets, access to my dark magical notebook where I write all my stupid ideas on the train. It's really cool and it's a great way for us to do bigger and better things and show your support to a little podcast like us. Yes, you can also uh, send us an iTunes review. You can give us a social media shout out or a word of mouth recommendation. Any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. Yes. Um, it's a great, it's honestly just tremendous for us to reach new listeners and, you know, reach new people and get new prompts and make new friends. Uh, Jeff has a second podcast, and then we, I'm sure you are listening to it right now. Yes, I, I'm sure you've got both of them playing simultaneously. Yeah, enjoy that double Jeff. Um, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Uh, every week, I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Hell yeah. Um, a verbal hug this week. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, if you get the opportunity, this is just me, if you get the opportunity to hike, just take a walk, you know, around some greenery, if that option is available for you, whether it be city park, neighborhood park, or just like a drive through, you know, like the rural countryside. I suggest you take it. You know, you put on music you like, listen to a podcast, but just like take time to enjoy nature. It's a wonderful thing that can put you in a really comforting, relaxing headspace that maybe you've never had before. Because it it definitely did for me when I started hiking a lot this summer. I was like, you know, wow, I've been missing this my entire life. This like level of relaxation and being like, I'm small. That's okay. This world is beautiful and it, it just makes me feel so good. And that feeling, I just, I don't know, I wanted to pass on or something and take more people hiking and things like that. I'm not good at speaking, but go hiking. Uh, and I would say share the things that you love. Yes. You know, it's, it's I would say if, if there's something that you're truly passionate about, find a way to share it. You know, find a way to get past that along and to show someone else what makes the, these things that you're passionate about so magical. Because I think that's like the coolest experience. Experience the things that you love through the eyes of someone else or through the experience of someone else. Yes. I think it's magical. I think that's real magic in this world. Be the Alpine switchback that you want to be. Got anything else? I think that's it. I think that's it. On that note, good, good night, night and good game. <laughs>